0: Well, 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 she's a lady. And ladies don't burp, she's and a lady. I was going to go, and ladies talking about cinnamon. ladies. That's no, that's okay. Yeah, no, that's more on brand. No, it's all right. We're out of sync. This is the last episode, everyone. <laughs> it happened. Look, we've run our course. Yeah. It's about time. No, just kidding. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. (laughs) We have so many more movies to do. So many. Oh,
1: this is the Ladies' Guide to Do Cinema. My name is Alex J. And with me is my gorgeous co-host, Beck
0: Chalwood. This is the podcast where the ladies watch movies and talk about (laughs) them. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, How are you this week, Alexia? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's Look, is this weird to say... I'm in a bad mood because – like, I'm good, but I'm in a bad mood because the weather is so nice and it's been so nice all week and I've run out of things to do in the lockdown with good weather. Appreciating the weather. Yeah. 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 I've gone on two government-mandated picnics. I've gone for walks. I've gone for, I sat outside and tried to read a book. I ended up on my phone, but still I tried. Like, I've repotted some plants. Wow. Like, and now I'm just like – let me go have some afternoon to wines at a bar, beer please. garden, for
1: God's sake. Fuck me. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Is yeah. like I don't even care about the beach or anything. I just want to go
0: have some sunshine beverages. Yeah, That's I don't want to have to lug my food and drink around to a park no. and then carry it all back and also try to find a place. To pee when you've been drinking in the park is really hard. With the yeah, the and COVID unsafe. Yeah, I committed a crime this week, then that's... So <laughs> we'll say there, um, but Camping Down Park needs to install toilets because if you're going to make it legal to drink in a fucking park... It, insanity it's, to not
1: have a place to evacuate that drink. Yeah. <sighs> and also... <laughs> Another thing, look, I've been thinking about this a lot and I get angry in my head. And also, I'm so sick of so I'm serving my own food. Oh my god, that's the most elitist thing I've ever said. No, but no, you preparing picnic, your own preparing food. Preparing my own food, taking it. I know it's one of So I'm fine with spending forty dollars on a cheese board. I would love to spend forty
0: dollars on a very underwhelming cheese board right look, now. Costello blue on there, mm-hmm. some apricots. Mm-hmm. Fucking captain's table crackers and some quince paste. That's all we need. That's twenty dollars tops. I will pay the extra twenty dollars for someone to bring it out, take it away when I'm done with it. Like it's I'm excited to spend money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just excited to get this economy started again. Really, that's what
1: it comes down to.
0: (laughs) I had this complaint this week. I'm sick of cooking my own dinner because I'm a bad cook. Yeah, me too. Because prior, it's like I wasn't at home every single night. I was doing gigs, Mm. so come home eat a can of tuna and go to bed. Like, yeah, toast. I oh, was yes. so good at toast. Oh, my God. And then not have to worry about it. Now I'm – I never skilled up on cooking, mm-hmm. so I'm bad at it. I'm thrown in the deep end. I'm a messy cook, so there's so many dishes. The result is underwhelming. Always, always. underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> and then have to clean up afterwards. It's every night I dread 5 p.m. because the process has to start, and I, I hate <laughs> it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Ah so that's this week's episode of White yes. Ladies Complain About Things. <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa are whoa, 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 complaining. Complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Um but apart anyway. from that, we a blessing is we do have time to watch. Yes. All of the things, and what have you been watching this week that you would recommend to the I, good people?
1: Look, I have an anti-recommendation this week.
0: <gasps> we love stay that, clear, stay away. It's a Movie
1: that I just starts oh, my arch nemesis. Now <gasps> it's a movie that we watched the other night called "Those Who Wish Me Dead." Oh, it's a movie with Angel- too long. Yeah, too it's, long of a and pile. doesn't actually have anything to do with the movie itself. Oh. It's got Angelina Jolie in it. She plays a firefighter. Her hair is always out and blown out, even though she's a firefighter. So that was my first <laughs> issue with the film. At like as soon as she came on screen and she's like running through the bush with her hair out, I was like, nah, no, no, get it off, get it off. That you put your hair up in a ponytail if you're fighting fires. Yeah, it just it's
0: you. Sorry, you do I hate to be sexist, but it's true.
1: Absolutely. And then she's I don't know. It's just this movie about like fires, and there's like some assassination thing happening it was just very it was only an hour and a half which I appreciated but you could tell there was so Mm -hmm. much of the storyline that was not thought out or fleshed out and it very much just felt like a bit of a paycheck for Angelina and I highly (laughs) (laughs) disrecommend
0: she's so polite she can't even tell you not to watch it I advise you to
1: avoid it if you can. So yeah, those who wish me dead,
0: I wish it was dead. Oh my God, you heard it here first, everyone. Steer clear. (laughs) What about you? What have you been watching? Okay, I. um, so your recommendation last week, you were just like, oh, I'm just watching Ted Lasso like everyone else. Oh, sure, yeah. And you were about the hundredth person to say that to me. And I was like, you know what? After everyone has said it, And it's won like a couple of Emmys. Mm. I think it's Beck Charwood's turn to put her stamp of approval on it. Um, Wow. And what the fuck was I doing? Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell, man? If you aren't watching Ted Lasso, you are wasting your life. I
1: I have... have music to my ears.
0: Never. I have never loved a TV show this much. It is the Best television of the 21st fucking century. It is so different. And it's like, it does something that I haven't seen a TV show doing so long that I didn't realize was missing. It chooses love at every opportunity. Ugh. It has a character that I've never wished more to exist in the real world. Hey. Who, Ted Lasso. Oh yes, of course. Of course I of course. want him to be real. I want to know him. I want to tell him that I love him. I, it's so funny and like, and when I saw it was about football, I was like, no, Ugh. thank you. Mm. And now I, I never thought I would say my favorite TV show in the world that I have watched has, is about football, but it is, it wow. is. We, this is how much we love it. We started watching it on Monday. We watched, uh, five episodes in a row. Fuck yeah. And they're, they're like an hour long episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day we had a dead themed party and got like, what? Gatorade and orange slices and like uh, underdog beer, beers that were called like Hawkslager underdog beer. And fucking. I love sponsor. that. It was amazing.
1: I'm so happy that you're on board because I was exactly like you. It's just like I, someone else was the 99th person that yeah. recommended me that show. And I was like, I just don't want to because. I think it's been described incorrectly. Like the word Mm. heartwarming has been thrown around a lot with it, which just makes it sound like it's just going to be cheesy shit, Mm. but it's not. It's, it is cheesy, but it just toes that line perfectly that when it gets, when it gets to the point of risking getting a bit too cheesy, they hit it with some fucking real clever comedy. Yeah, And it's just, it brings you back and you're like, you feel safe again. Mm. And I love that this is something I've come up against watching these movies is like not having closure or not having things wrapped up. Mm. Every time that this show or the characters come up against a predicament or a difficulty, it's wrapped up within that episode. Yeah. Within that episode, like there's no overarching anxiety-inducing storylines or anything. Everything is wrapped up and everyone turns out okay, but not in a um, cop-out way. Yeah. Like in such a clever way.
0: And realistic too. Yeah. For the... Like if you've seen a clip of this mm. and you've seen the character of Ted Lasso, you're like, that is a silly man. Silly man, not real at all. Yeah. What is this nonsense? Is this an <laughs> SNL sketch? Yeah. <laughs> and then you watch it and you're like, I've never seen a realer character in my life. I've never seen... I've been surprised at the depth and like <laughs> lengths to make this character so relatable and yeah. honest. And oh my God. Um, but he's real because when like
1: when he's over the top cheesy and it's just like oh my god is this guy completely ignorant like he's way mm. too positive they'll the writers are so good they'll get him to say something that just completely undercuts that and makes him makes it obvious that he is completely self-aware of how positive and mm. overwhelming he is yeah
0: and he's aware of that and ugh it's fab i have never wanted to get uh anything to do on my body mm-hmm. ever but the quote. Not even my face? No, uh, Yes, we, your we flo- face. We floated that one when you see you. I did, yes. And But the issue is that I'm scared that an artist won't be able to capture your beauty. Correct answer. Thank you. Nope. All it's right, true. go on. Go it's on. That's true. Rarely is there a good tattoo of someone's face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the teeth. It always comes out in the teeth. It's always
0: the teeth. <laughs> Sorry, but what would um, you? But I, I'm considering getting good times aren't always that good. Aww. Tattooed on my body. I
1: like that. It
0: just I've never heard anything that I was like, it's true it's and true. very funny. Yeah,
1: And you know, I was just, sorry, <laughs> I have, fo- you know on Twitter how you can follow topics now? Yes. I have followed the Ted Lasso <laughs> topic on Twitter. Of course. It's so good. The discourse is incredible. Like it, everyone's just so <laughs> joyous and loving this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can hate this show. No. No, you can't. Mm. And if you do like the reason would just be yeah, so... It's something personal. It's yeah. something about
0: you. Yeah, It's never about Ted Lasso. Trauma from your childhood, obviously. <laughs>
1: um, and everyone, that, just a really interesting like thread that I read was about, and I totally agree with this, I just hadn't even noticed it even after all of our podcasting, but the female characters in Ted Lasso are written really well mm. in that there's two main female characters and at no point are they... Ever in competition with each other. Yeah. They like um Keely and Rebecca. They mm. just respect each other. Yes. There's a complete power imbalance because of Rebecca's situation, like standing in the club and stuff. But at no point is Keely ever intimidated by that. Rebecca's never intimidated by Keely's youth yeah. or beauty. Like it, they just actually form a really nice friendship that's supportive and, and empowering. Like, yeah. Which is so fucking refreshing.
0: Also, because they have women in the writers' room, stand up comedians mm. as well. This show is oh. also, the writing team is heavily stand up comedians or SNL alum. Like, oh. Yeah, really, really good. And created writers.
1: by Bill Lawrence, who created Scrubs, which was yes. also just another, like, it just has that warmth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It has that Bill Lawrence warmth for sure. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, my God. Uh, have you finished it? Uh, oh, We're on season two. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm currently finishing season two as All well. Okay. Right. Is there a third season? Uh, it, <laughs> not yet, but it's been slated for Good. sure.
0: Yeah, it has to be. Because they just won every Emmy like <laughs> yeah. two nights ago. Yeah. Oh, also Brett uh, Goldstein is, <laughs> okay, one, yum, I'll say it. <laughs> um, he's also a comic. Yeah. Like, and a professional swimmer. Oh, <laughs> he, <you know> that. <laughs> yeah. And I think it said it on his. Okay. I am, I think Wikipedia was like, Craig saying <gasps> comedian, writer, swimmer. I was like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, I get it. I see it. Sure. Yeah. But he won best supporting actor for hmm. a comedy series.
1: Do you know how he got into the show? He was actually originally only a writer on the show. Really? And then they started writing this character. And he, as I think he even said this just in his acceptance speech or was it in an interview somewhere, and he kind of, as they kept writing this character of Roy Kent, he kind of realised I think I should play Roy Kent and so then he pitched it to the team saying I should write Roy Kent, be Roy Kent and they were all like, but you're not stern enough, you're too gentle, you're too quiet and he's like, I can turn it on. And <gasps> you can turn me on. And now he's fucking, he's Roy Kent, man. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. <laughs>
0: Roy
1: Kent, he's, he's it, he's it, he's every we fucking wet, great.
0: Um. Also, he has a movie podcast, by the way. <laughs> All right, let's get him on. Let's get him on. <laughs> After that review, anyone who hasn't seen Ted Lasso, by the way, violently skipping through this, yeah. being like, ah. Okay, so anyone who hasn't seen Ted Lasso,
1: come back in now. Uh,
0: yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um. And that is all I have for you this week.
1: Great, I think that's awesome. So yeah. don't see those who wish me dead, and do, do see, see Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yep. It is
0: worth buying Apple TV. Yes. I, I at first we were like another streaming service, and then we were like we would, I would give my blood. Mm. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so worth it. Actually, I'm going to just dangle a little uh, something in front of you for our next record. Mm. Next time I see you, mm. I'm going to bring you a present. <gasps> And that's all I'll say. Oh, my God. That's all I'll say. Is it a little kiss? All right. it's <laughs> um, Okay. So, shall we move on to now Nice People Say Nice Things?
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, I've got a couple here. So, I just wanted to do a little shout out to Thomas from Twitter. He uh, DM'd us the other day and... I asked him if we could read this out and he said yes. He said, your talk in this latest episode about being horny reminded me.
0: (laughs) Not like us at all. Doesn't uh,
1: narrow it down which episode he's talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we really divulged from our usual viewing. And I'm glad that we did. We were vulnerable (laughs) for a second and it pays off, guys. Thanks for supporting it.
1: Um, reminded me of the time I went to see one of the recent Star Wars films in the cinema with his partner. In the scene where Kylo Ren appears shirtless, there was a momentary silence in the film. The silence was long enough for my partner to make a noise like a horny pigeon (laughs) for me to say, oh, for goodness sake, and for the rest of the cinema to burst into laughter.
0: (laughs) That's so fun. Oh, my oh, it's because we were talking
1: about the bicep scene. Yes, in and how you had a moment away regard. from
0: Skip. Yeah, where I in made a noise a sound that has look. It's been tense this week. It's been weird, but <laughs> we're working through it. Um, also, the response of oh for goodness sake, because good- <laughs> you you know the exact cadence of yeah. it. Oh for goodness sake! Oh, for goodness That's sake! Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Uh, thank you so much for that Thomas it's good to know that we're not alone Mm -hmm. Um, and happy for your partner yeah (laughs) good for you yeah
1: (laughs) Um, and I've got one more another one another one with uh, lots of people saying lots of nice things this week
0: everyone's trying to be our sinner best mate nice
1: um this is from dylan on email hey i'm a huge fan been listening for about a year now i'll be transparent i used to be the dude but you guys have given me new perspective and a new love and outlook on movies and i love that thank you for your honesty and vulnerability and dylan you're not the first we often yeah. get emails saying we, I used to a be lot, the lot of you a
0: lot of you used to be very cheeky little dudes cinema stinkers if you will yes mm. That's where that comes in. <laughs> yeah, you've transitioned from Thank a cinema you. stinker to a cinemate. Need to make it happen. Uh, me and my partner
1: recently watched the John Wick trilogy, so I went back to listen to your episodes on those. After watching the third, I started gushing about the pod and saying how I bet they loved Keanu on a horse, etc. I then started telling her how much she'd love the podcast and how she has to listen to it. <laughs> that was written in like different like caps and not caps. Right. Um, after a few minutes, I realized I dude cinemed her. About the Dude Cinema Podcast. <laughs> I turned it down yeah. and awkwardly apologized and said, well, listen to it if
0: you want to. You've both trained me well.
1: So. Uh, Dylan.
0: Proud of you. Look at that growth. You. Look at where you came from. Look at you now. Yeah. Your journey yeah. is inspiring. Amazing. Um, And if you are Dylan's partner listening to this, um, he told you so. <laughs> you made the right choice. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying the fuck out of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and that's nice to hear people say nice things. Thank you so much, everyone. Mm. Uh, keep those messages coming. They're generally so lovely to mm. read out aloud and share with you all. Um they really are. Yeah. It's an honor to give back. <laughs> yeah. Um, in order of giving back, as so saw this week we are doing a Double requested mm. film. Once a while ago from Caleb on Twitter. Hello, Caleb. Uh, and also from Chibs from the 101 Songs That Make Me Want to Die podcast. Mm. I will be guesting on mm-hmm. very soon. Um. Uh, and Chip said, one of the best movies I've ever seen. And my wife mocks me every time I recommend it to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Frowny face.
1: Mocks you. Okay. Okay.
0: Interesting. Well, I'll, I will buy it. Are you being a cinema stinker a little bit there, Chibs, eh? Yeah. yeah. We'll find out. Um, Alex, question. Had you ever heard of this movie before? I am embarrassed to say I've never heard of this movie before. That's okay. Had you? Mm, I had. I don't know from where or when. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say when I started watching it, I was like, I've seen a decent chunk of this movie. Oh. And I do know not, I do know not. I don't know where or when, but I have.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. I recognise nothing from it. Okay. What did you think it was about before you started watching it?
0: I thought it was about snow. Interesting. Tick. Uh, give myself a pat on the back for that one. Well done. Um, I thought it was going to be probably about like spies in mm-hmm. the snow. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs>
1: It's a uh, it's it's a yeah. it's a premise you've seen a thousand times before. Uh, you've seen
0: it once. You've <laughs> seen it a million times. Spies in the snow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought would. I thought it was going to be like like a murder mystery or something yeah. set in the fucking Alaska or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like
0: misery, but badass. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really did. I thought it was going to yeah. be, yeah, like I had no idea about the train concept, or
0: anything. No, no, no. Um, I didn't know that PSU was another word for train. Oh. It's, not, it's not, by the oh, way.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, that makes sense yeah, now. They
0: can't call a movie with this vibe Snow Train. <laughs> it's going
1: to get mixed up with the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Snow locomotive.
0: Oh, my God. That's what this movie should be called. Call the producers. <laughs> They've made an awful mistake. Bong
1: Joon-ho. I need some notes. I'm give-
0: I've got some notes. Okay, I just saw that who that's the director is, and I was like, what do you mean? Yeah,
1: right. Okay, shall we get into it?
0: Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> this chaos. A thousand people in an iron box. Eighteen years, I've hated the train. 18 years, I've waited for this moment. This is your world. The train saved humanity.
1: The engine lasts forever. The population must always be kept in balance.
0: I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order flows from the sacred engine. We must occupy
1: our preordained position. We're going to the front. Open the gate.
0: We know you well, Mr. Curtis. We've been watching you. Precisely 74% of you shall die. This is your destiny. Okay. AD
1: 2031, the passengers in the train are the only survivors on Earth. In a future where a failed global warming experiment kills off most life on the planet, a class system evolves aboard the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe via a perpetual motion engine. Beck, for
0: anyone who hasn't seen Snowpiercer, how
1: would you describe this
0: movie? Um, I would not describe it like that. Mm, I would say... um. There is a little boy uh, in our future somewhere who's uh, apparently obsessed with trains to the point that he's like, i to live on a train forever. So he makes his train that apparently goes all around the world. Um, and apparently global warming happens like heaps fast. But like this train that he built was so good that it didn't even get touched by global warming. But so... Uh, Just by luck, there happened to be mm, 300 people, Mm. 400 people on this train at the time. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting off to help anyone (laughs) um, or... You know, being affected in any way by the situation, mm-hmm. we're just like, well, I guess we're on this train forever now. Because we just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> we just um, don't make it. Make the next stop. Yeah, despite this train trip starting in what twenty fourteen, sure, there was a very big divide of class systems yes. already, and I was like, okay, I know that things went great in the. You know, 2010. 2014s. Yeah, 2014, <laughs> but I didn't think that they were that bad. Um, anyway, so it's like a dystopian train drama <laughs> um, with an um, all star cast. All star. On a train that is anywhere from 300 meters long to four kilometers. <laughs> It is very hard to tell. It's
1: never really described.
0: Yeah. And that's, by the way, all the precursor to the movie. The actual <laughs> movie is one man at the end, of the shitty end of the train, wants to go to the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Basically it. There's no real, like motive. He's just like, I just want to go to the front. And really bad. want to the front of the train. And they're like, Yeah, it's probably better than here. So anyway, I but- want to
1: honk that horn at the front of the train. Yeah,
0: I want to talk to the conductor. <laughs> I'm a it's secret like, train boy myself. Okay. Well, then be a five year old boy. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Have a son that gets to go out there and be like, cool. <laughs> Put the hat on for a little minute. Come back. Buy him a little figurine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, that takes up two whole hours. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it turns out every, they could have got off the train the whole time. Because <laughs> so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, actually, everything was fine. They were being a bit traumatic. <laughs> cool. Because everyone had a bit of cabin fever. <laughs> sure, after
1: 17 years of being yeah, trapped being on, on the a train. train.
0: <laughs> like, oh, we've been in lockdown for three months in a whole house with access to the shops. And outdoors. Yeah, and I'm feeling a bit crazy. I don't want to start a class war. Sure. I'll say that's probably at least 10 years of the guy. <laughs> I mean, who knows? If they take away the the government money, it might change. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's not get into that on this podcast. Um, so that's how I would sum up this movie.
1: Sure. Yeah. Great. Can so, I ask, did you like this
0: movie? Fuck no. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I hated this movie. Really? With every fibre of my being. I totally get what Chips's wife is talking <laughs> about. Oh, my word. I felt like because a friend of the podcast, uh, William Gibb uh, from the podcast The Boys Watch Charmed, uh, I talked about him watching it and he was like, I love this movie. It's fucking sick. You have a great time. And he checked in on me halfway and I was like, look, I think you and me are just different people. And (laughs) (laughs) I I think that we should move forward separately in our lives and that's okay. It's just something we have to. I no. live with, um, but that's how I felt about it. We'll get into why in a second. Oh no! What are you? Oh no! Are you fucking with me? Oh no! Are you fucking serious? I
1: didn't know this is the I didn't know this is how it happened. No, I didn't Alexia. know this was really.
0: No, happen. I love this movie. Are you fucking? What do you mean? What do you mean you love this movie? Is it because we're doing Chris Evans back to back two <laughs> weeks in a row? And you're obsessed with his biceps? Is that what it is? I didn't even see his biceps. He was clothed
1: the whole time. He is
0: irrecognizable in this, in the little hat and coat and some soot on his face.
1: (laughs) Sure, riddled with disease, for sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I love this movie because it, one, surprised
0: me. I had no idea this was what it was about. Yeah, we thought it was about spies in the snow. (laughs) We had no idea about the surprise train. It's a big part of it.
1: I think I just, I have always really banged with movies that are set in a not too distant apocalyptic future Mm. about things that are like believable, like a natural disaster or, you know, like not so much zombies because I just don't, unless it's like really explained like, but like creatures and stuff like doesn't vibe with me. But this was like, it's, it hooked me straight away. It's like. Mm. It had all like the chatter about um, global warming and the way we're going to solve this global warming is we're going to send – like the reason it becomes an Iceland is because they, they send – the governments of the world send some – chemical into the atmosphere, the upper layer of the atmosphere to cool the atmosphere down, oh. but it o- it overdoes it oh. and it transforms the entire world into ice world. Oh, I missed that completely. It was right at the beginning and I had to watch it with subtitles to catch okay. that, which feels like a disservice to the film to completely like. Yeah,
0: not clock the whole premise of it. Yeah, I didn't get. Also, as well, I need to get glasses because I've had so much screen time over <laughs> yeah. the past three months. My I, I couldn't read it. I had the subtitles, and I was like, I can't oh, read no them thing. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that that hooked me
1: in straight away. I was like, oh, I like this, like this mm. post-apocalyptic. Yeah, and it's like relative, like it's. Re- relative because of global warming. And and so I was just kind of watching it being like, oh, cool, that sounds like a really good solution with solve global warming. And then automatically mm. it was like, and then the rest of the world turned into ice and everyone except the people on this train died. Yeah. I would like – I'd like to see like a prequel to it to explain how the people that were on the train got onto the train, yeah. how early this guy started engineering the train. Mm-hmm. Because it says later on that he – the Guy who made the train realize that it would ruin, like it would end the world. This particle thing they're sending up. So that's why he built the train. It's kind oh. of like a Noah's Ark situation, right? So there's a lot of symbolism around Noah's Ark. So he's built a train that can safely house X amount of people and just goes around on this one loop, for, like for the rest of time. And then the the whole like class system divide. I think mm. like like basically like mimicking actual society but putting them into very like a very small um what's the word train, train. <laughs> <laughs> locomotive uh they <Yeah. laughs> no, were putting it into like a petri dish like like right kind of like this is oh. how society works these are all the class divides and how the elite treat the poor and stuff but we're Putting him into like a little microcosm of a train, and then it's all symbolism and stuff. I don't know. I just loved it. No, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. Yuck.
0: Yeah, see that? Okay, we don't have to agree. We don't have to agree, um, at I, all. I think what bothered me is because like I saw the idea of it, and I was like, "This is cool," but I think what bothered me the most is like the actual length of the train mm-hmm. is so unclear mm-hmm. because this thing is like four hundred people live on this train and have been living on this train for 17 years. Yeah, Like, and they had like the cool thing of like the themed, ca- well not the themed carriages, but it's like, there's like the food carriage and yeah. the um farm carriage and the sashimi carriage. <laughs> <laughs> but like at one point the movie's been going for like an hour and then, uh, and they've been like going up like the cabins of the train, like this like little vigilante group. And then oh, they need fire. And they're like, we need fire. And so one guy runs from all the way back where they started to where they are in five seconds. It's, yeah, look, there's, yeah, there's some plot holes. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what is going on? Like this doesn't – how long is this train? <laughs> I just need someone to say the train is X, X amount long. And I'm like, okay, well, then can we stick to that rule, please? Yeah. <laughs> because also another thing is like, I'm like, where do these people live on this train? Because they have all these, like, fancy themed ca- – and they, it's very cool, like, mm. seeing, like, an aquarium and a train, how that's imagined and came to life. And, like, very well done. Mm. But I was just like, what? That's the issue I
1: had with it. Yeah. Is like – so to get from this – to get from here to there, you have to go through all these carriages. Mm-hmm. One of the first carriages they meet is the school the, – the school
0: kids, like, yeah. classroom. Which like, is so next where to, they- like, the butchery yeah. section. So I was like, what, they take, like, just, like – do they live go- chickens through and then they can hear them being murdered in the carriage behind? And like, where do these kids sleep? Do they sleep further up the train? Do they then have to go
1: through the orgy carriage to yeah. get to their, to get beds, to their at beds at night? <laughs> so I would like a bit of clarification on how that works mm. for everyone. But I think just the this symbolism of it, and maybe I'm feeling just really anarchist and stuff because of what's going yeah. on. That and I'm just like, yeah, fuck the world. We are classist and it's fucked, and you know, we do treat Poor people like they're scum and it has to change. And mm. I just got, yeah, it just it, it lit a fire in oh me. Oh my goodness. I also think, have you seen, did you see Parasite? Yes. The movie, the other oh, movie. Oh, yeah, you did? yeah, We
0: you, all legally had to see Parasite. Had to see yeah, it wasn't
1: a choice. Um, That was mandated by the government. Yeah. Um, And I think, I just really like, I loved that. And I love that, you know, obviously, like both movies are very much about class and mm. class discrepancies true, true, and stuff. True. So I, I knew it was him going into it. So I think I already had like an appreciation for what the movie would be because I knew it would be like meaningful and artistic mm. because I was like, oh, that's the parasite guy. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, you can – that makes a lot of sense. Okay. But that's my –
1: that's my soap- no. soapbox about um Snowpiercer. Those are
0: some excellent points. They're excellent points. That's – thank you. And so were yours. Yeah, thank you. But they, I don't know. I just, something about it was like monotonous. Okay. And I think that it was really slow to start. Mm -hmm. Like as we hang in that like back carriage for like 30 minutes. Yeah.
1: And it's real smelly. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And
0: also they do a bunch of stuff that I don't like understand, like freezing that guy's arm off. Like Mm,
1: that was just torture. Yeah. Mm, um, threw a shoe. Yeah. Um, could it have possibly subliminally um, tainted your opinion of this movie because the first thing we see is the Weinstein Company logo come
0: up? <laughs> that, yes, never feels good before the oh, start of a film. everywhere. Oh, my word. As
1: soon as that came up, oh, my God. Of course. Of course.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, look. But thank God there were nearly no women in yeah, this. Okay, least two of them. Go through cast. Yes.
1: Um. What did you think of Tilda Swinton, who played the?
0: I didn't recognise her until an hour and twenty minutes in. Yeah, I was like, "What the? F-? She's phenomenal. She was great. Mm. She plays
1: yeah that maniacal, just insane, dictatorial yeah of role. Yeah, yeah.
0: And they do something with those glasses that change oh. her face shape. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Your head is different, and the teeth. Yeah, make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was fantastic. She was really good.
1: Um. Did you like Chris Evans in this, despite no bicep visuals?
0: Um, look, I was disappointed mm. <laughs> with the lack of visual of Chris Evans. It, it is totally wrong for me to say this, and I understand that it is objectifying, but I was like, why have you got Chris Evans when we don't <laughs> see his like see shoulders or his arms or even his whole face yeah. or his ass? He's more than that. He is more than that. But – but I'm a bad person.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I, I, I was reading up about it um, and it says that casting directors actually suggested Evans to Bong, who initially had misconceptions of Evans before they met due, due to the, quote, caricature of the American all-muscle. Mm. Um, but he quickly departed from that notion and then described, after he met, and described Evans as he's actually very sensitive and has a quiet and introverted side. He's a very smart person and he's a director. Ooh, mm. okay. And he said that for the role of Curtis, hiding Evan's muscular physique was the most difficult thing about working <laughs> with the actor, <laughs> explaining, quote, he's supposed to be in the poor tail section for 17 years, eating only protein blocks, so it was tricky to hide all of that muscle mass with some costume
0: and makeup. I mean, they did it for Captain America. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you give Marvel a call, Bong? Forgot about little little Chris Evans from Captain. America.
1: God, that was so funny. It's
0: so wild. <laughs> they clearly didn't have the same special effects budget.
1: Oh, that's really funny. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> this was like this was filmed in conjunction, I think, with Captain America. Oh, really? Yeah, because the first Captain America came out. 2011? See, so he really was still really big. It would have been really hard. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look this up. Because, I mean, we... Because the Captain America Civil War came out in 2016. Ah, oh, You see, he was bulk. Yeah. He absolutely... Oh, my God. Let me get this straight. Yeah, 2011 is when Captain America came out. Hmm. And then Captain America, the Winter Soldier, was, like, the year after this came out. Oh, okay. my God. Wow. <laughs> poor poor Snowpiercer. <laughs>
1: Oh, so um, yeah, cool. Oh, another thing that I really liked in it, again, just like a commentary on the world, is that they talk about population a lot. Like ba- towards the end, when they meet up with yeah. the conductor, and he explains why he needs to kill off so many people every few months to maintain the balance of population. Mm. He's like, "There's we know." Um, how much population this train can take and what the perfect amount is and so then we have to just kill people because mm. you guys keep breeding. Yeah, so you filthy. Yeah. So it felt to me kind of like, yeah, like a commentary on overpopulation of the earth as well. Yeah. Because um, then at one point Ed Harris, the guy who plays the conductor, says uh, we don't have time for natural selection. We would all be hideously overcrowded. Fuck. And I think that's kind of like what's yeah. going on in like the world and stuff. Oh, yeah. Too. And you
0: couldn't have an aging population. Mm. Yeah. Because so they, they speak, just don't have the facilities.
1: So poses all these like – obviously I'm on the side of, of Chris Evans's character. Mm. Everything they're doing is completely heinous and there's got to be a better way to do it. But it's just interesting like I th- writing it from that perspective to be like, is this how all the evil people of the world yeah. think that they're doing the world a service? By, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all that dark
0: shit <laughs> Um.
1: But yeah. Wow. Did you like? Is there anything in it that you did like?
0: Um. I I really did like the uh bringing to life the train and like mm. the set pieces for it, it was visually stunning. Yeah, yeah. It was really really cool. I think they if they just put in a few more like housing carriages yes. and like some more just like ones like a utility cupboard like sure. <laughs> every single carriage they went into was like fantastic and amazing and yes. breathtaking and i was like i barely have enough storage in a <laughs> two-bedroom apartment with two people like mm-hmm. how are you what are you doing in there that's different because i need to know actually i would love to know <laughs> yeah
1: could, not, a, not necessarily a prequel but just yeah an explainer movie yeah or just how the train works yeah
0: yeah. It was super fascinating. <laughs> that uh, would be
1: really fascinating. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um I did that and I also liked the uh particularly uh Kang Ho Song's character. Oh yeah. It he was, was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And uh ha- his whole like thinking of being like we well, have to get the idea and not get to the front of the train it's to get off the train yeah. and it's like oh yeah if you've been on the train like he's like an outside thinker mm. he's not a sheet person yeah he thinks outside he sees the, box. the truth he did his own research <laughs> he's a free thinker yeah um he definitely would take ivermectin um <laughs> no let's not turn that into this um <laughs> but like yeah he was really interesting. I didn't like how he was like, yeah, there was a plane that I saw and it's more and more visible. Mm-hmm. And then they kept trying to show it and I was like, I can't see the plane. I can't see it. It's all white. You keep saying the plane is not there. So I'm also being like, maybe he's in- insane. I don't know. <gasps> I saw the plane. Yeah. You saw the plane? Yeah. Oh, no.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm fully a sheep person, I guess. Or
1: well, the glasses, maybe. <laughs> 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 <I'm>
0: kidding. <laughs> no, I'm stupid.
1: I did like that and I like – Yeah, and he was great. His performance was great because he's the same guy from Parasite. Yes, yeah, he plays the dad in Parasite.
0: Yes. That very stoic, yeah, just like not a lot of talking. Yeah, Um, so that was really cool. And I also like – yeah, but just like the story and like Mm -hmm. the pacing of it was really painful for me. You can see how Bong Joon-ho's directing has come so far Mm -hmm. and you can literally see like it's like, oh, the – Pace of Parasite is sure. it's a perfect film. Yeah.
1: I think yeah, you're right, actually. The pacing of this was very I think it was like attempting to create suspense. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Parasite really does do yeah. that suspense. Yeah. That slow moving suspense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a bit too long for me. Also, because I had to watch this and our Patreon movie in the one night. Oh, back to back, no. is the Lake Cow. So honestly, I was just so excited to get over this, <laughs> get back into Keanu and Sandra. Oh,
1: totally. Well, this it's interesting you said it because I read that this was actually his, Bong's first English speaking, fully English speaking oh. film. Oh. Um, previous to that, he made uh, Korean speaking films. So I wonder if that had something to it. I read that he had a lot of help with the screenplay and stuff mm. with interpretation
0: and whatnot. Um, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Well, what was your favorite? Was there anything you didn't like about this? No.
1: <laughs> I really <laughs> liked all of it. I just, I think it's just hit me at exactly the right time. I'm feeling. Like, like, fuck the world and everything. Yeah. And it just, like, illuminated all of that. It just, like, it got me in that good angry hole that's just really cathartic sometimes. Just like, yeah, society fucking sucks. Everyone, yeah. We all suck. Um, but, no, there wasn't anything I didn't like. Um, to be honest, I think Chris Evans, take him or leave him, I think anyone could have played that role as good as he did. Yeah. Um, I think Tilda Swinton was the big standout. Mm. Yeah. In terms as, of acting.
0: Also as well, it's something I would have loved to see is like this movie, the whole supporting cast was super diverse. Mm. Um, and I think that, I mean, it is, it was in 2013. So we didn't know about diversity back then. That's true. That's a new concept. Um, fresh, but I would have liked to see that in a leading role. And I think that mm. would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah. Because it was weird to see these diverse, interesting characters. And then just like the big white guy is the one who has the most problems. Interesting, yeah. It felt a bit, yeah, it, it felt a bit weird. I did, I did clock
1: that, especially at the end. You know, like in spoilers, but at the end when Ed Harris is like, "I want you to be the new conductor," mm. and they're both standing next to each other facing the camera, and I was like. Oh, so it's just one white guy handing over the reins to another white guy. Yeah. like, But, I mean, maybe that's a commentary in itself.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But
1: I really – I just think – and, yeah, I just really like that kind of, yeah, again, post-apocalyptic – um, where hum- humans are just being pushed, like because especially when he talks at the end and explains what life was like at the beginning when they didn't have food and they were all eating each other and shit. Yes. Like, and absolutely
0: that, insane. They should have addressed that sooner. I think so too, actually, yeah. Because they made it seem like a little bit like Oliver Twist's orphanage. Yeah. Like at any point they could have started banging their tin plates yeah. and be like, Oliver, Oliver. <laughs> They're in rags. There's a dark, thin, winding stairway without any banister. <laughs> I was like, like, and then, then he's like, "We used to eat each other." And I was like, "And that was not implied at all by the first set piece that we saw." Yes,
1: that's why I want to see a prequel. I want to see how they got onto the train, how the yeah. train started, because that was fascinating. I was like, "Oh yeah," like delve more into that. Like, yeah, what humans yeah. can do when they're pushed to their absolute, absolute brink, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd they put that at the end? Yeah. Put that at the beginning because then we know how high the stakes
0: are. Mm. The start and end of this movie felt like completely different films. Yeah. It's a really good poem. Mm. Mm. But
1: yes, it, it's got potential, I guess. Sure. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I <laughs> no, have, have to say. Because <laughs> I don't think any two women talk to each other at all yeah. during this film. No. Lots of dudes talking to each other. Not a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, there is the point actually where uh, Octavia Spencer talks to Alison Pill's character, the teacher, about, but it's oh. about her son, so it is about a man. <laughs> Sorry. Trip. We'll take doesn't, that back. Doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Are we cancelling Bong Joon-ho?
0: No, absolutely not. Okay. that'll be illegal. <laughs> I will say Alison Pill's character of the psychotic... Oh! cult primary school teacher
1: see the cult aspect of it was really interesting too, and i
0: wish they played into that more as well because she her character was fantastic so good and i think if people were matching her maniacal energy more like her and tilda swinton Mm. felt like they were in a different film to everyone else
1: yeah i would watch way more about i think that's again yeah explain more explaining what this world is yeah how they became a cult for this guy who just built a big train, yeah, all that mm. kind of stuff. I think would have made it, yeah, m- more interesting. Yeah, for sure. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well,
1: we're at an impasse. Interesting. Um, <laughs> what? Where to from here? I guess we fight to the death. I think we fight to the yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Earrings off, gals. Good to know. <laughs> um, okay. Should we? uh do our questions yes Beck mm-hmm. did this movie make you horny no not even the protein bars made out of cockroaches
0: of oh, oh yeah of jello cockroaches Ugh. I they looked so difficult to use as prop pieces yeah because <laughs> I was like because uh, you know what threw me off as well is because they were like it's meant to be like jelly but it was like a thick jelly I was like oh they've made those out of the same um material as like sex toys like <laughs> that did, did but, have a big old dildo vibe yeah, about it <laughs> yeah so i, was like, I couldn't stop think about that vibe. um yeah no this movie did not no i didn't get horny at all i uh, would you recommend this movie on a date I would say no. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Chibs. Um, sorry, Caleb. But uh, this movie was so painful to watch. Okay, I had a really bad time. I also was like a pre- pretty tipsy when I watched it. Ah, and it still. It should endear it to you. It more. should, but mm-hmm. it didn't. It was dark. It hurt my eyes. Yes, it was very dark. Um just wasn't for me. Cool. It wasn't for me. What about you? Um,
1: I would recommend this on a date. I think, mm. yeah, if you're in the right mind frame yeah. for it, uh,
0: if you know it's not about spies in the snow. <laughs> um. I think also it brings up the interesting topic of, you know, class and mm. you can have an, you can open that conversation with your day and be oh, like, so what do you think? That's fun. Mid-May count, actually. Yeah. Just <laughs> one think a second. Hold the on. class
1: divide in Western society. Go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that an issue for you? Because it's about
1: It's an issue for me. Yeah, no, no. Keep touching my tit. Obviously, um, I just want to yeah. <laughs> know where you stand.
0: Um, and okay, ratings. Okay, how many dildo protein bars <laughs> out of five do you give this film? I give it a solid four. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, dude, you loved it. I did. Oh, my God. It might
1: have made a difference that I watched it this morning in my house and not on my lunch breaks at work.
0: That is, yeah, you were just
1: excited. (laughs) I just actually had a good time with the experience of watching it. Uh, What about you? Um, How many dildo protein bars?
0: I'm going to give it two. Mm -hmm. Like, again, set pieces is great. The rest of it, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Also, I think because I've seen all these actors in better roles too that suit them better. Sure. So I think – yeah, that kind of fucked with it too. But yeah, yeah, too.
1: Well, hey, that's what this podcast is about. We're all allowed to like different things. Yeah. And you don't have to
0: end a friendship over it. Okay, Rebecca? Okay. Uh, Good. <laughs> I mean, look, if Chibs and his wife can make it work, so can we.
1: Exactly. And that's that's what I always say. <laughs> Great. Well that was Snow PSR. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch yet another film. Yet another film. And if you want to keep up with us on what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to
0: cinema at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us, here are some ways you can do it. You can follow us uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Um, you can follow us on social media, of course. You can go on our Patreon where we have a ton of extra content and also a little promotion for me comedy special if you are interested in that. Yeah. Uh, and as well, we have merch, mm. pod.com available for you there. And if you are feeling super generous, uh, you can give us a five-star review on iTunes um, always helps. Uh, but otherwise, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you. We love you so, much. Thank you so much. And also, Alexia. Yes. Akumite to you.
1: And to you and yours. So My number one cinemate. <gasps> you. Yeah.